0: Return to a familiar
1: place. They're on top of the NBA world. They've reached the summit, and the ambulance of 2022 Stanley Cup Champions. It is episode 168, and we're all back together again. John, you're back from Disney. Manny, you're back from Disney. I've got my Christmas onesie on. Flap is open. How's it going, boys?
2: That's what happens after you celebrate your birthday, right? Oh, I, you, don't, you
1: don't give a shit anymore. I'm, oh,
2: there you now? Just let it fly in the wind, baby.
1: I can't bend down there and button it back up. That's why. It Start, starts hurting if I uh, try to get to a 90-degree angle here. Let's
2: bet, John. Oh, no, wait. You can't. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, was say, I was gonna say, let's bet oh. on how many times Matt's just gonna
1: flap in the wind here. I tell you, it's <laughs> the cool breeze will uh, makes wake something up. So I don't know what the. <laughs> The flyer's going
0: to (laughs) do. Rashad, how was Disney for you? Where were you last week? (laughs) Last week, I had uh, troubles with my car tire. It was not nearly as exciting as Disney.
2: Oh, so did you have to find uh the, your fairy godmother to get the mice to uh, become <laughs> horses and take you home or what's going on
0: oh my god what a shit show okay so if anyone has ever worked at bayshore broadcasting our workplace you'll know this manny there are a couple of potholes the size of large lakes in that parking lot that we pay to park in so i always avoid them except for this time the uh, and i'm not being a diva here the intern was in my spot we all have assigned parking and you're not allowed to park in anyone else's spot but he was in mine, so I moved over one to a spot that I know isn't assigned, but then when I was trying to straighten out, I forgot about this giant sinkhole that's in front of that parking spot and I dropped my front right tire right oh. into this giant hole and heard a loud bang under my car. And I went, oh, my God, like, this has probably damaged my car. So the guy in charge of filling that hole comes out, our engineer, and says, oh, no, no, there's no damage from that. But your tire is damaged from something. So my sport rim that came on my my car when I bought it that I didn't buy, but they're on there and they look really nice. There's a piece that's hanging off of there. And he goes, if you drive that home, that piece is going to come off. It'll probably puncture your tire. So you'll have a blowout while you're driving. And then that shard is going to go up underneath your tire underneath your car and damage your car so he's like this is actually like seriously a a threat to your life so you probably shouldn't drive that home like that like you've got to get that tire off so i thought okay yeah so i thought well okay no problem i know how to change a tire i'll just change my tire after work drive home on the donut and buy the new thing tomorrow so i get out at night, like probably I'm working late because it's Christmas time and we're busy. So I get out at eight o'clock and I'm like, OK, time to change my tire, pull it over next to the light in the parking lot. And then I realize that these special rims, these aftermarket rims on my car don't allow me to get the wheel wrench in to get the nuts off my, the tire nuts uh-huh. off my car. So now I have to phone my wife to drive 100, 100 kilometers round trip to come and pick me up when she's planning on going to bed to get up at four in the morning. <laughs> So you can imagine how happy she was. So right around that time that I made that discovery and I'm trying to put everything back into my car, like the Jack and the donut and everything else. That's when I messaged you guys. And I was like, I'm probably not going to make the show tonight. Oh my
1: goodness. sounds like the engineers got a lot of answers except for how to fill a pothole. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You really needed a fairy godmother last week. Oh, yeah, no kidding, man! But how many wow. babies did you deliver in the yes. car while you were waiting for the tow truck? That's right. I would
2: normally say, uh, "Get rid of the car," but you can't. You have to own that car forever after delivering a hundred puppies in it. Yeah, there's still placenta
1: month. in the back seat. <laughs> Although that that might be a feature, <laughs> <laughs> tinted windows. Uh, good to have you back, Rashad. Matt, how's your week been? It's been good. It's been good. Um, I'm slowly wrapping uh, presents and and trying to find somewhere else to put them because I'm thinking of giving the kids the. I'll put some presents under the tree, but if you touch one of those, I'll cut your hand off and you won't get any of them. But I think I'm probably <laughs> just going to leave them in the closet or, or somewhere else where, where they're stashed here. I got your present wrapped though, Manny. You got, you got a good one. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. What's her name? It's a Dallas, Dow- <laughs> it's a Dallas cowboy jersey. It's a Ezekiel oh. Elliott, uh, maybe a Michael what? Irvin. I don't know. It's amazing. I always love getting toilet paper
2: around this time of year. It's, it's amazing. Uh, I actually went up to see John on the weekend. Yeah, in person. That's right. He he, he made it to the rink even after all his card troubles. He came early.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Got got a chance to hang out with him and our good friend Fred Wallace. Yeah, before the. Before the Spitfires attack game on Saturday
0: night? Do you know what I love? How many years has it been since you've lived in a one's Manny?
2: Oh, geez, uh, I moved in June 2016, so
1: okay, okay.
0: and six you, and a half years. You know more people in the media room than I do.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Manny comes ahead. in, he's
0: working the room saying hi to everybody. I'm like, who the hell's that guy? <laughs> <laughs>
1: because man he owes all of them money <laughs> right
2: they were asking
1: they were asking about you Matt when is <laughs> Matt coming he owes me a hundred bucks yeah. Was my that? name what's my name John Rashad John Rashad
2: <laughs> you know Matt most of the time is straight laced but occasionally he's pretty funny and I had to laugh <laughs> when he tweeted at me on Saturday night <laughs> about how long the line was at the Bayshore because he heard it was as long as the Jonas Brothers autograph <laughs> line. <laughs> I,
1: I had a good I, chuckle about that. I, I only assume that uh, that your return at the Harry Lumley Bayshore Community Center was like Kenny Chesney rolling into <laughs> Nashville for a, a one-night-only show. <laughs> Oh, man. Only 3,000 uh, tickets. I mean, I know you had brought like five different cars in your entourage so that <laughs> each had to go in different directions. Uh, you you and your play-by-play partner couldn't be in the same car at the same time because you don't want both of you to, to get uh, mauled by the crowd. You know, uh, some Secret <laughs> Service shit going on up there when, when Manny comes to town. That's right. Yeah, it's yeah, like they'll...
0: the president and the vice president can't be in the same place at the same time.
1: No, no. He drops himself in the roof of the building by helicopter dressed up as Sam. Santa Claus, <laughs> yeah. This, did I'm you guys back. see the? Did
2: you guys see the images from Buenos Aires and the Argentine World Cup championship? <laughs> wow, what a party! That's that's basically what was Owen Sound was like <laughs> when I arrived in the This
1: <laughs> just bigger buildings in Buenos Aires. That's it. <laughs> Same difference. Oh man! Oh uh, man! <laughs>
0: I know that Third, Street,
1: that Third Street Bridge has been worked on for a long time, but this time they had no reason to. Sorry, guys. There's people, just herds of people, just <laughs> jumping off of bridges to try to get closer to the Bay Shore to get a get a sight.
2: Oh, uh, it, it was good. It was good. When uh, the guy at the front desk at the hotel knows you, then you know, <laughs> you know you've made an impact. He's only oh, used to man. seeing
1: you in the morning, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh man it's
2: so good <laughs> oh we lost john <laughs> we're eight minutes in and we lost for <laughs> oh this is fantastic <laughs> uh, so good to be with you guys the three of us are all together again for the first time in three weeks <laughs> and we want to say thank you to everyone who has listened to the podcast
1: we really appreciate it Hope you will continue to listen over the holidays. Yeah, please. A great catch-up time over the holidays, and we've had some great episodes. This one will be good too, but some of the other ones were really, really good. In addition to all the debates and such, uh, and Manny and I yelling at each other, and uh, John having to kind of parent us through, and and us having to bring John back on on some of our rapid fire episodes, we've had some great interviews too. Jamie Campbell, former NHLer, Sean Kruger, OHL players like Matthew Maggio, uh, some great interviews in there that you can. And go back and enjoy you know put them on while you're having christmas dinner you don't want to talk to your family anyways like just come on Shh, matt, matt manny and john are on stop stop
2: seriously you've heard enough of the christmas music by now have a listen you can find the episodes wherever you found this episode to listen to and make sure you join the debate with us
0: That's right. Instead of listening to your family argue about politics, listen to your favorite podcast. So it's argue about sports. It's beautiful.
1: Yeah, come on. We don't need to hear war is over again, okay? We get it. (laughs) Happy Christmas, Yoko. All right, let's start listening. Let's listen to these guys debate about Messi. One of them doesn't even know who the hell he is. We were going to want, put him in a lineup? Let's, let's debate. Let's debate the greatest soccer player of all time. One of them's Portuguese. I wonder which way he's going to go. <laughs> oh, this is going to be a lot of
0: fun. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, lots to debate this week. So let's start. Hotel. That's the moment Argentina was crowned World Cup champions in an epic final that went to penalties. Did you guys watch the game?
1: Well, I, you guys know I did, Matt. Did you watch this game? Uh, no, I did not. I did not watch <laughs> the game. I, I was tracking the score for for one particular reason for you, Manny, and then I yeah. got a I got a message uh, afterwards that uh, that that didn't go through for you as planned. But um, <laughs> it, it looks it looked like a good one um, from uh, from the score standpoint at least. Can you believe John John Rashad watched it? I know, and and he's hyped up about it too.
0: It's true, yeah. No, I was. um, I woke up at uh, 10.45 a.m., which is early for me on a Sunday, and uh, I was kind of like, oh, am I going to get up? Oh, I might go back to sleep. And then I thought, you know what? I'll turn on BBC the radio and just see what they're saying. And then they were like, this could be a game for all time. This is Messi's chance to make history. And I'm like, fine, fine, you got me. I'll get up and watch the damn game. And I am really, really glad I did. That was (laughs) fantastic. That was so good so and i'm not a soccer guy so for me to say that it was it was really really exciting um nobody else was up i put on headphones leaned in close to our giant tv just let it just the crowd noise wrap around me it was yeah i got right into it it was really really good wait a minute you said you got up at 9 45 <laughs> <laughs> yep
1: that that's the most shocking part of the uh of the story
2: uh, well, the bus didn't pull into Windsor until three thirty so I didn't get to bed till after four uh-huh and I at four a m and i I was up five hours later to get hyped up for this soccer game, and it did not disappoint it was not only the greatest world cup soccer match world Cup finals match, I think it is. Arguably, the greatest sports championship game ever played in any sport. Wow, wow! Like, I it was that good. You had Argentina dominate in the first half. John and I were texting, didn't think this game was going to turn into much. France comes back with two goals in 97 seconds, which never That's happens in soccer, ever. yeah, right. So then then you go to extra time, and Argentina scores an extra time, and it's messy, and you think, oh, this has got to be it, Fairy tale ending, yep. yada, yada, yada. And then Mbappé scores on another penalty kick an extra time, his third goal of the game.
0: Which also never happens.
2: It, right. <laughs> and then right before the final whistle goes, before penalties, the goaltender for Argentina makes a huge save, like the best save of the tournament. Yeah. And you're like, oh, my God, what did I just witness? And then it goes to penalties with all the drama, and Argentina wins it. It truly was an amazing match.
0: Yeah. And um, for as well as Messi played, I thought Di Maria played an incredible first half.
2: Yeah, he was great. Uh, He's now scored in three straight championship finals. And for a guy who's getting up there in age, and and the last few games for Argentina, um, he didn't even start, but he started in this one. Great decision by the coach because mm-hmm. he certainly made an impact in the first half. Matt, you missed a really good game, but
1: Yeah. Uh, afterwards, it's uh, reading about it and saw some of the highlights and stuff. Even just the highlights of it were were pretty exciting. And uh, as I'm going and seeing some of those. Uh, didn't realize that the game wasn't even over yet. It's, it kept going. There was the, the shootout, like you said, and all that. It, it sounds like it had it everything.
0: And I know you guys talked about this last week a little bit. What do you think about having a penalty shootout to decide a championship? Is that just wrong? What do you think?
1: It it is to me still because of the sport and, and this you know the I'll say advantage that the shooter has in in. The fact that the net is the size of the Harry Lumley Bayshore Community Center in in Owens Town, <laughs> so I mean, the sure like the the pressure and all of that that's on top of it for the player, like literally one on one. I don't even think that's fair for the individuals uh, that have to take part in in the penalty shot for the goaltender or or the the shooter because one of them's going to get assaulted when they get home from whatever the tournament they are back to their home country, so. Uh, to me, it it's I don't know how because I don't know enough about soccer how you would finish this off other than just playing endless soccer until the end of time, but to to have this entire tournament come down to one kick, one goalie, and a massive net to me seems very unfair. I know we
2: talked about it last week too, though, but um. Just just the drama of it and the so much pressure that you have on it. One guy missed the net completely. Yeah. The one French guy missed the net completely. And that happens more often than not. Like, I don't know about you, John. Um, you get queasy when you put a few chips on the roulette table. I yeah. don't know how you would feel walking up to strike that ball in a penalty shot.
0: Oh, my God. In front of 90,000 people, I'd be so weak in the knees. I can't even imagine that kind of pressure. I would not no. perform in that moment. I think with it being such a team game, and then it coming down to being an individual game, I, I don't think it's fair.
1: And and I don't know how it all works. Like, uh, truthfully, if if they just kept kicking, and everybody like, do you have to use the entire team, and then you can go back, or can Messi kick it like eight times in a row, or like no. it? It, I don't know. Perfect uh, that's point. Not like
2: the, you can you can't do that. Or else Mbappe would shoot every single time
1: for yeah, France. you'd just be doing this right? forever. But, yeah, I, to to John's point and, and to, to Manning's point as well, like you go through this entire tournament, you're representing your country and all that, and for, for it ultimately to be decided by who's going to crack under pressure is is kind of doing an injustice to what you just played for 120 minutes.
2: I, I understand it because you just played for 120 minutes. And, and for some guys, they ran, you know, 12 kilometers yeah. uh, it, during that time, right? Um, but it seems, it seems more disgraceful, shall I say, that the finals ended that way because the extra time even had goals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it was a 3-3 game. It wasn't a 0-0 or nil-nil game. Like, if you let them play for a few more minutes, you know, we might have seen another goal. Right. Mm. So it just seems a little bit disappointing that way that maybe you change the final so that, you know, you play 150 minutes, for example, before you go to penalties. Like, I guess the decision is what is a reasonable amount of time for to let these players play, then
1: go to a shootout. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's making it longer. It's kind of like in 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 some way, shape, or form, doing three on three for seven minutes in, in junior hockey. At some point, for the most part, somebody's either going to be wear down, or somebody's going to make a mistake, or or something like that. Where, yeah, like I, I think you're much in a in a much better position in the sport as opposed to just going one mano a mano, one man against one man, than drawing it out to exhaust these guys to the point <laughs> that somebody's going to make a mistake.
0: Um, I was going to say, what do you guys think? What would you compare that to, Manny, that intensity? I was trying to think of something the last time I saw a moment in sports that was that exciting, where I was that engaged. And I was trying to think of – I came up with um, that final day in Major League Baseball, that first wild card year, where yeah. you had all those games happening and everything was happening all at once. And, um
1: so many games came right? down to
0: the wire. Yeah, that's <coughs> the last sporting event that I can think of where it was that intense.
1: But that's over multiple games too, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like,
2: w- would it be the tiebreaker in baseball to send you to the playoffs or um the one game wild card that they had before they changed? Uh, before oh, yeah. they changed the format of the playoffs. Like, I don't remember any – like, I, I sort of think it's a game seven, right? right. In uh, yeah. It's a game seven in the NHL final or the NBA final, and it goes to overtime. And yeah. you continue to play overtime continuously until you find a winner. I think that's comparable. But uh, I would argue that this game had so much drama because – because you didn't think France would come back mm-hmm. right. or, you know, and the game featured arguably the greatest player of all time on the field who had never won a championship before. Mm-hmm. Imagine if he lost again. And on the other side of the pitch, you had a Connor McDavid type player, the, the young star Mbappe, who was who was going to take over the crown. Like there was so much drama, so many storylines and the game was amazing. That That's why I think this was the greatest sporting event of all time.
0: Right. And we did receive a few questions about Messi winning that World Cup. Does this cement him as the greatest player of all time?
2: Uh, you know, you're asking the Portuguese guy who's going to bang <laughs> on Ronaldo here. Listen, I, I think this cements, this cements the way you describe the two players. You describe Ronaldo as the greatest goal scorer of all time. Like he scored more goals than anyone else in the game of soccer. And who knows if that record will ever be broken. If Mbappé continues at this pace, he might break it because we're hmm. seeing the next superstar in soccer. Ronaldo is the greatest goal scorer of all time. Messi is the greatest all-around player of all time. Like, you know, he his first goal the penalty kick goal. The second goal, he's the one that started the passing that allowed the the break to go for Argentina. The third goal, he scored in extra time. And then he scored in a penalty shootout again in in the shootouts at the end of the game. Like, he just does everything so well where Ronaldo scores goals so well. And I think Ronaldo's standing is is higher in some people's eyes because there are few goals scored in soccer matches. Mm-hmm. You don't see six, five or four, three games or five, four games. They're one nil, two nil. Usually two, one, three, one. So I think both has the, have a standing. And I think that's how you decipher them as Messi, with this cementing him as the greatest all around soccer player.
0: It was interesting when I was listening to the post game on the BBC. Um, one analyst there was saying he thought Maradona was still the best player of all time, and no one agreed with him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> he was an older guy, so and yeah, nobody else agreed with him at all.
1: <laughs> like,
2: like Matt? Do you? I know you don't watch soccer, but. Does that explanation make
1: sense to you? Yeah, that's more than fair. And we've had that debate within different uh, players and and different uh, sports uh, in all time. Like Alex Ovechkin is the greatest goal scorer in in the history of the NHL. Is he the greatest player of all time? No. you know We talked about this with Albert Pujols and Miguel Cabrera in a sense not that long ago. Albert Pujols is the best power right-handed hitter I've ever seen. But the best right-handed hitter I've ever seen is Miguel Cabrera because he's able to hit doubles to the right field gap and, and things like that. So I get it. I just disagree. I think Messi's the best ever of everything. So Of course you are. Yeah, that guy's got six, seven, seven ballon doors. I mean, uh, how are you going to argue with that? <laughs> Do you even know what a Ballon d'Or is? Yeah, it's a it's a really small trophy. I'm really disappointed by the trophy size in soccer. If we can get into that, it looks like like I could make that out of Lego. That that's just not a very big trophy that that you get at all. He he holds this well, thing up. You can hardly see it in his hands, and the guy's 5'7". seven. What about the what about the Argentina goalie who got the
2: glove and put it in front of his genitalia?
1: <laughs> he was actually he was actually doing himself a disservice with that trophy. Somebody
2: got a tattoo of that too. <laughs> <laughs>
0: In a conservative country like Qatar, when he did that, I was like, "Oh my God, a trap door is going to open up and swallow that guy, and we're never going to see him again."
1: Oh yeah, well, <laughs> there's a few ladies that might be on that list too. But <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, there were
2: so many stories about Qatar too, but like disgraceful stories, like the amount of migrant workers who died building the stadiums, to the country silencing voices, <laughs> yeah, to mm-hmm. talk about human rights. It seems a sh- it seems, um, I don't know. I, I don't know. It seems shameful that we're talking about how great the final is when there were so many other poor storylines in Qatar. Like, yeah. what will the legacy of this World Cup tournament be? Will it be Qatar's damage and them, you know, trying to sport wash their image? Mm-hmm. Right? These mm-hmm. these nations who are looked upon poorly from other nations, but they're using their clout and their money to you know, change their image, quote unquote, or are we going to remember this epic final that we've had?
0: Yeah, I think if the final wasn't so good, we probably would think about the migrant workers. And then now that Messi and uh, he put on such a great show and both teams played such a great match and so much back and forth, I think now we'll all remember the match that ended it all rather than all of the, the controversy that started the tournament. For sure. This
1: is incredible. You know, guys, I got to be honest. I have goofball. Unbelievable. Oh my God. Oh,
0: wow! And now it's time for our play of the week, and we did include a goal from the World Cup final, but it was a play from the NFL that won this week's poll.
1: Doc Hollins out on defense. He's all the way back. Uh, Stevenson. Oh, is anyone good? Is Tap- inside the 30, flips it back. Stanford band nowhere in sight. Uh-oh, it's up.
0: Chandler Jones of the Las Vegas Raiders picks off a lateral from the Patriots, takes it to the house for a walk-off touchdown for the Raiders to win the game. Have you ever seen anything like that?
1: Never. No. No.
0: Yeah, that's crazy.
1: <laughs> and The only thing that I'll say to it, and I don't know the kid on the Patriots that that made the, the interception pass... Um, oh. Like he stood in there in his locker after the game and answered all the questions. Didn't have any answers to it, but he took it like a man, and that's that was pretty impressive. But i've I've never i've never seen anything like that. And you know, his explanation is the same way. in In the act, you've got them running down the field, running down the field. Now they start laddering the ball. Like, sure, you get caught up in in the mix and caught up in the action of it. You're trying to do something and trying to be a hero. And I mean, that was just. That was a terrible, terrible play. I've never seen an outfielder field a ball that he's trying to throw home and just turn around and throw it into the crowd like that. That's to me, <laughs> to me it's kind of like what he what, what he did. But uh, you know, I give him credit for standing up there afterwards and, and at least taking the heat.
2: Well, it's lucky it's him and Bill Belichick like somewhere else. The guy might be cut today. Oh yeah, like like that. That's a play that gets you fired. And you lose a million dollar paycheck, like it's a tie game. Yeah, play for overtime. Kneel the damn ball. <laughs> like, why do you feel you have to throw it backwards? I don't get
1: it. Yeah, I, and and from that same vein, and again, don't know who the player is, but this this kid that makes the th- the interception throw and and gets a run back is the one that's getting the heat. But there's there was already two laterals before then. Like same same thinking. Like. Who's the guy that started the lateraling, and, and what was your plan in this? Because you lateral it back. It got laddered to another guy, and then this guy makes a, a Hail Mary pass backwards to a, a black jersey. Like, it's it's a, it's a one of the worst plays in sports I've ever seen, let alone, you know, the, that last heave-ho backwards. I mean, you you're not going to like that that's a team in disarray in, in New England and that, that with without direction because like you just run the ball and from wherever you are you' you're just done and you go to overtime unless you break free and are running you know 20 30 yards down the field and nobody around you you keep running otherwise when somebody stops you you just stop yeah yep. yeah
0: yeah that's, for me uh, whenever I see a lateral alarm bells always go off because to me you're putting the person who takes that lateral, under a lot of pressure
1: oh yeah 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 that's a bad teammate move for sure yeah
0: yeah yeah
1: our play of the week is brought to you by London Awnings quality that shows and next week we'll post the poll again on podcast FFC on Twitter and you can vote for your favorite play oh you
0: And now it's time for rapid fire. We have a ton of listener questions to get to. And as Matt said, a couple of weeks ago, you guys have really been on fire with your questions, but remember fellas, let's keep it quick. It is rapid fire. So here's the first one with Jalen hurts, sustaining a sprained shoulder. Chris and Guelph wants to know if the Eagles should sit him this weekend against Dallas,
2: big game this weekend against Dallas, but you don't need to prove anything. You have three games left. Your magic number is one to clinch the top seed You don't have to prove anything. You need him to be 100% in the playoffs. You sit him this weekend.
1: I think you are out. You talk about losing your job. I think you are out of your mind. If you even make Jalen Hurts walk in the building. Put him on a plane. Send him to Disney. Rashad probably made some <laughs> contacts when he's down there. Send him and his family, his cousins, his entourage. Send, don't. You know what? We don't even play this week. It's another buy, Jalen. Don't even check your phone. Don't don't look at any of any websites. Just go disappear. There is no Eagles game today. You do not have to be here. You do not have to watch. No, there is. Absolutely no way that you put this guy anywhere near that event taking place. Because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You change his alarm clocks in his house you know, on his phone. You call like call in Jalen Hurts and say, listen, Jalen, I'm sorry you got traded to the Edmonton Eskimos. They have <laughs> camp in three weeks. I'll talk to you in three weeks and let you know how this whole thing's gonna shake down. But until then, don't touch a football. Sit down listen, I've hired 25 people to come into your house and take care of you they're going to actually chew your food for you and you'll be able to suck it through a straw or they'll spit it into your mouth like a baby bird you're not going to have to do anything do this you don't play for us anymore get rid of your eagle stuff don't worry about it don't worry you know that
2: that that housekeeping thing and the chewing thing that's called the genre shot
1: treatment that is (laughs) that is You can actually order that for Meals on Wheels. I think can't you?
0: (laughs) For when even the the veal is genre shot. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, it's unanimous. We never agree with um, all of us agree on something, but I agree too. Yeah, you don't you don't let him play. Not a chance. We have another question about Jalen Hurts. Mike and Scarborough wants to know if the injury should impact MVP voting for Hurts.
1: Now, this is fair because MVP voting is really, and and it's always been, specific to statistics. So who is he up against right now as far as MVP candidates? I think the betting line favorite, which I know I bet a lot, and Manny bets a lot, John doesn't bet at all, that (laughs) I think the betting line right now is Patrick Mahomes to be the MVP. So, I mean, does it hurt Jalen Hurts for not playing in this game because – it's going to be another opportunity for Patrick Mahomes to put up a ridiculous amount of points and, and you know, improve his standing. Sure, it does. Again, for, for me and just from where I'm standing as a, as a, a member of the Philadelphia Eagles – like, I'll make you a little balloon door, and, and you can put it in your in your closet if you want. We ain't here to win MVPs, buddy. So this might hurt your options to win an MVP, but the Lombardi Trophy is better, and it weighs a little bit more, and you get known forever for, for winning one of those. So it probably does a little bit if Patrick Mahomes goes off, but it shouldn't be any concern of, of the Eagles, who are trying to be the top seed in the NFL going into the playoffs.
2: Nor should it be a concern of Jalen Hurts either. He seems like the consummate team guy who wants to win a championship. Heck, you can be the Super Bowl MVP if you really want the MVP award. But, yeah, it definitely does hurt him. Josh Allen, Joe Burrow also in the running, right, to win the MVP. It may work the other way, though. The Eagles may fall flat on their face without him. And then all of a sudden you go, well, maybe Jalen does make that team go round. And maybe it, in, it impacts his MVP credentials to the positive, right? Yep. However, I do think it impacts it.
1: Entirely possible. And, and you look at who those teams are playing, too, on the other hand. I mean, Buffalo is in Chicago playing against the Bears. Casey is home to C- uh, Seattle, is 7-7, seven and seven trying to get into the playoffs. It, it's very possible that both of those guys have pretty banner weeks statistically, but End of the day, it's not what you're chasing. And Jalen Hurts doesn't even have to worry about it. He plays for the Edmonton Eskimos now. So don't worry about the NFL MVP race. Worry about beating Dave Dickinson for for MVP next year in the CFL.
0: Matt, it's the Elks. Oh, I'm
1: sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
0: Isn't Dave
2: Dickinson a coach
1: now? Yes. Is he not in the league
2: anymore? As a coach.
1: (laughs) Well, Jalen Hurts is the only CFL player, active CFL player that I know now. So I feel a little bit better about myself that way.
0: (laughs) Well, KC in Toledo, who probably knows more about the CFL than Matt does, emailed us about the LA Rams. (laughs) And uh, the Rams have been awful this year after winning the Super Bowl last season. So KC wants to know, Would you trade the farm and all of the draft picks for winning the league championship, knowing you'll be awful for the next five years?
1: Well, they swung that deal for Anthony Calvillo, right? Yeah, so that was a a big turning point.
2: (laughs) So the Rams gave up two first-round picks, a third-round pick, and Jared Goff to get Matthew Stafford, right? And they did win a championship. They traded the farm for Von Miller to join them last year, right? They traded for OBJ last year. But they do have a championship. So it's the old age question in sports. Would you trade everything to win a championship? And I think the answer is yes. You win a championship. Yeah, you might be awful, although I don't think they ever thought they were going to be awful this year. Not this awful. Right. Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald comes back from retirement. Stafford comes back. Cooper Cup, right, comes back. But they've been decimated by injuries. All it means is you just have to start the rebuild right away. Get rid of some guys, sell off some guys and start the rebuild right away. But that ring that you have in your finger or in your cupboard, that trophy that you have, that'll stay forever. I think you still do it because winning is hard. Winning championships is hard. And I think you do it still.
0: And for me, I don't think the fans mind a rebuild of this type because, you, like you said, Manny, you actually won. This isn't a rebuild where the Leafs have been rebuilding every couple of years after not making the playoffs or being out in the first round. You won the championship. So now, just accept that you need to rebuild from the ground up.
1: But here's where the fans get persnickety, John. And this is one of those things with with fan bases where you don't really have to listen or or really concern yourself with it. If you're going to sell off the farm, you better win because if you finish second and now you've got to rebuild, they're mad right. that you did it. That's right. that's yeah. the thing, right? You got to right. you, you got to really go all in and and so I think the way that the Rams did this in the season played out to perfection, they make the deal for Matthew Stafford, and then they kept going. They kept getting, like you said, Von Miller. They kept going to get uh, OBJ uh, as the season went on to solidify it. This wasn't a last piece of the puzzle, so from what we seemed to think it it was. But this wasn't a last piece of the puzzle. This was a, okay, like we're in the fire now, boys. Like we got to come out of this one with something or, you know, for, for Les Snead who'd been the general manager there for, for eight or nine years. I mean, Sean McVay is not losing his job there, but, but Les Snead would certainly been on the chopping block for making that kind of a deal and it, and it not working out. But for GMs, at some point, you got to make your move. Uh, I always go back to, um, to uh, Alex Anthopoulos with the Jays. When he went all in and he picked up a ton of guys and gave up a ton of stuff, that to me was always Alex Anthopoulos knew I either got to go down and, and make make a big splash or they're just going to walk me out the door here anyways. I'm going to be trading guys, and baseball is different because it's all prospects, but I'm going to be trading guys that are never going to play for the Blue Jays or were never going to play for the Blue Jays while I was the Blue Jays GM. Because I'm either going to get fired this year or we're going to win this thing and I'm going to be able to get out of town. So he went all in because at some point you have to be the decision maker and you've got to take the chance or you're just keeping the seat warm for the next guy that's going to take your job. But you sure as shit better win that year and that's the the Rams the Rams got lucky. You lose that Super Bowl and things tailspin into where they are right now. I mean, who knows? The the, the Raiders might be the better team. Uh,
2: <laughs> now, now, now. The whoa, Raiders whoa, could have been the better whoa, team. Whoa, <laughs> whoa. Take it easy. Let this blasphemy here? Easy. <laughs>
0: Do you think Poor Kiefer for other ever, ever throws his phone or whatever device he's listening to when we shit talk his team every week?
1: I made him a great. Yeah. Pro- I made him a great proposal last week uh, about uh, becoming mu- music director for the uh, the show. He sends me a rider that's like, I need only brown M and M's. I need white roses in the room so I can pick my song. I need the temperature to be exactly seventy one degrees. Get lost, man. It's crazy. We better still get invited to the wedding. I don't know. I, gotta... <laughs> uh, I heard he wants you to be the music director at his wedding. <laughs> How many times can you play Baby Shark in a row?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and now we have The a question wheels on the and- bus
1: go round and round, round and round. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, Adrian in Southampton wants to know about the Vancouver Canucks should they trade Bo Horvat since they can't seem to sign him or hold out hope that they will come to terms in the offseason
2: speaking of trades Ooh. another hmm. trade question yeah. Rashad, you're the Canucks fan what do you think
0: I think they have to get rid of him they can't take this chance They have to get something for him because I've seen this too many times in Canuck history, not recent history, where they've waited on a guy and then got nothing. So they need he's an asset. And with the way the team is going right now, they need to start building. So they need to get something for him. I hate it because I like him. I like him a lot. And the emotional fan side of me says keep him. And he must want to play there. He loves Vancouver. But the logical side of me says you have to trade him and you have to get something for him.
1: He's John, your captain.
0: He's the captain. Yeah. Mm.
1: You're going to trade your captain for second-round picks and well,
0: a guy not, that they're used they're to play for the
1: Edmonton Elks? <laughs> 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 so, John, here's, here's where here is where you, you switch, switch off the fan and, and be the team, John. You're sitting across the table from Bo Horvat's. You're at at Popeye's Chicken or something like that. You're just hanging out, having a a quick chat with with Bo Horvat. Tell me the pitch to Bo Horvat that you're going to make to be like, no, you should stay. It's fun. Aren't we having fun? Isn't this fun? (laughs) Bo Horvat is going to forget British Columbia even exists the second, the first second he gets a chance to. You got to get him for literally anything. If you trade him for like an advanced copy of Avatar on Blu-ray, that you, that's a win. You got to get something for this guy because he's gonna walk out the door, Captain. Mm-hmm. Or no, you can't trade your captain, but it's a lot more fun trading your captain and then the captain getting booed when he comes back than it is you just letting him walk away for free.
0: Yep, I agree.
1: Like. He's not coming back because no, no. there's
0: even
2: though they have J T Miller, even though they have Elias Peterson, even though they have Quinn Hughes, there's not much else around them. No. If if you're the GM saying when Thatcher Demko is healthy, we're gonna be just fine. <laughs> the answer still is no, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. So so I think you have to trade him. You're gonna you're gonna get a rental value in the trade package for him. You're not going to get multiple picks for him, but you should get a decent price
1: for him.
0: Maybe they'll pull, pull off a Calgary him. and become a great team next season.
1: <coughs> oh, right. Calgary. <laughs> hey, you, ne- you never know. If you can get some... If you can get a first round... Look, somebody's going to give you a first round pick for the guy.
2: Yes. Yeah. You
1: mm-hmm. uh, know, then then you put it on your staff to find a good first round pick. I mean, Boston might be interested in them. There, there's probably a few teams that are interested in him so might as well let him go
0: yeah i agree you got to let him go and you got to get something for him you just have to and now we have a baseball question from josh in london carlos correa signed a 13 year 350 million dollar deal with the san Diego or san francisco giants i just moved the team <laughs> uh, josh wants to know is that a good deal or not
1: Carlos Correa takes a 1-year deal to play in Minnesota and bets on himself and gets to cash in in a 13-year, 350 million dollar deal with the San Francisco Giants. This is not not a good signing by San Francisco. He is he does have a history of injuries. There's some concern at the time of signing this in in Carlos Correa at this point. Um, he's a proven winner. He's an unbelievable team guy. He's a great player to watch. But 13 years at $350 million in San Francisco, you have to be the the greatest of the greatest of the greatest if, if you're the players. Because realistically, they wanted Aaron Judge. They didn't get Aaron Judge, so they got Carlos Correa. They had money to spend, and so instead they've just spent it all at another place. I see this deal... At 13 years, $350 million. And, I boys, I hate, I hate the deal that the Tigers gave to, to Baez as, as their shortstop. But that's a lot better deal than what the San Francisco <laughs> Giants just gave Carlos Correa.
2: Yeah, when you look, it's funny you talk about injuries because they were going to have a news conference for him on Tuesday and had to postpone it mm-hmm. because something came up in his medical. Yeah. Right? And and so this looks way worse. Than it originally did, which was pretty bad because this is a 28 year old signing a 13 year deal. Now I understand why you made it 13 to spread the money over longer years. Like Mm. on the face of it, the annual average for the for this contract is 28, 29 million dollars. That's pretty good. Yeah, but you're paying the guy for the next 13 years that money. I, I mentioned on the podcast before, the Giants are a faceless organization. They definitely now have a face, but it's not going to look good if there's Band-Aids all over this guy's face.
1: It's a, it's a lot. It's a lot of money, and, and we talked about this. We've talked about this the last couple of weeks. I don't know where it stops with baseball because this, this signing into the 42, 43-year-old range, like – I can't believe it. Again, we, I just mentioned Alex Anthopoulos, and you're making deals for guys that you know aren't going to be there. Is the general manager of the San Francisco Giants going to be there when, when Carlos Correa's deal expires? No. <laughs> Odds are no. So what does he care? I mean, the owner is willing to put up the money. Everybody's happy. They agreed to the deal. Like both teams, Carlos didn't walk in the office and say it's 13 years, 350, and then walk out. Like somebody has to agree and sign it. I just think this is – Uh, maybe more of a knee-jerk reaction signing you're getting a great player great player top 10 player when he's healthy in the league today but 42 year old as a shortstop in the national league with the with that division I mean it's I think this is this is a big deal for the Giants. To me, does it move the needle any closer to being in second or first place? No, not at all in that division.
2: And he's going to be a DH within five years anyway. Yeah. yeah, Right? Yeah, And you're paying the DH that money.
0: Now we have a question from Ryan in Kitchener. I know who this is, and I hate this question. <laughs> is Die Hard a Christmas movie? I am so sick of people trying to tell me that it is. It's not a Christmas movie.
1: You know, I don't know if it was Bruce Willis or the producer or whoever it was that even started this conversation, but there's no time like when Die Hard was released. It didn't get talked about as much as it does every year at Christmas. (laughs) Kudos to (laughs) Kudos to the production company first and foremost. (laughs) This
2: is
0: a Christmas (laughs) movie. I will leave this podcast right in the middle. It happens at Christmas. Is the main theme a Christmas (laughs) part of the movie? Yes, it's family. He's reunited with his family.
1: No. So I'm the the tiebreaker here. I'm not sure where John sits on this, but (laughs) I'm I'm assuming I'm the the tiebreaker on this. (laughs) If you put this movie in the middle uh, set it in the middle of just nothing in in July. Is this the same movie? No. You know why? Cuz this movie oh. carries spirit. It carries Christmas oh. spirit. Togetherness. The snow falling and they're all outside. The Christmas trees inside in of the office. The plot is you can't just execute this plot on May 19th. This is a Christmas plot. This is a this is as Christmas as 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 Elf, this is as Christmas as.
0: <laughs> I was going to say were... it's
1: a wonderful life, but isn't that like New Year's? <laughs> this, <laughs> this is uh, this is a Christmas movie to its heart and soul, and and I uh, recently oh watched gosh. this movie on Christmas Eve, wrapping presents, fairly intoxicated, <laughs> and. <laughs> <laughs> and it showed in my wrapping. And, and I was like, you know what? I haven't watched this movie in a long time. I'm going to watch it on Christmas Eve. To see. And, and it gave me all the warm and fuzzies that any Christmas movie that I've ever watched will ever give you. Are uh, you sure it wasn't the seven bottles of wine that you
2: drank that <laughs> so, gave you the warm and fuzzies? Well, I
1: was on the Manhattan mix that night. So, oh, uh, okay. So it was, uh, it was two glasses of Manhattan, and uh, I, I couldn't figure out it was Bruce Willis until I had to look it up on IMDb. That's that's where I was. So, why did Stallone yeah. make this movie? You just kept walking around the house going, yippee-ki-yay! <laughs> <laughs> why is the guy in the vents? Just get out of the vents and run. There's no space up there. He's gonna light a match up there. This guy's crazy. This Van Damme guy is uh, ridiculous.
0: Oh, I feel like I'm being trolled.
1: Hundred percent Christmas movie. This is as oh. this is as Christmas as Bing friggin' Crosby. That this is this is Christmas.
0: Wow, I'm so disappointed in you, too. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: Speaking of movies, Jennifer in Windsor wants to know what our favorite Christmas movie is.
2: Besides Die Hard? Uh.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we might as well say friggin' Avatar, the way you guys are going. Uh,
2: is there a Christmas theme in it? <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, <laughs> favorite um, Christmas
2: movie? Oh wow. Like um uh Rudolph is always a good one in the house with the kids. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. They like Rudolph. I think you have to put uh
1: Home Alone up there. Yeah. Yeah, I
0: do like Home Alone. Uh, I do yeah. enjoy Home Alone.
1: Yeah. yeah. Al- Alf. Mm-hmm. As- I can't show Home Alone at my house anymore because the little man gets ideas. He he watches Home Alone and then he starts asking me if we got any paint cans lying around. What what would you need? Oh, no, 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 no. No. He just lays out the cars to see if you trip (laughs) on. Yeah. (laughs) I'm with you, Manny. I'm more specials than movies at Christmas. Like, give me Rudolph. Give me Frosty, give me Charlie Brown, give me Garfield, just on a, yeah. on a loop. That's I want to I want to live there. I want to live there instead of the 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 movies. I do like Elf. Elf's you know outstanding, but. I like, the, I like the specials. Give me those 22-minute quick hits, Christmas spirit, <laughs> a little more Manhattan mix, and let's go.
0: What about you, John? Actually, um, yeah, I think probably Home Alone, or I do watch A Christmas Carol every year, the Alistair Sim version, the black and white from the 30s or 40s. And okay. then I will say, Matt, in your uh, line of thinking, Jill and I and her brother actually just watched uh, Muppet Family Christmas where oh, they're all stranded in Grandma's one. farmhouse and they're all waiting that's for a Miss Piggy one. to show
1: up. Yep, Muppet Christmas Carol is another good one that's with a good one. Uh, with Michael Caine yeah,
0: yeah, that's a
1: good one. Oh yeah, that's a, there's there's some good stuff. There's some good stuff out there. Don't you know pump it
0: up? You've got to pump it up. And now it's time for Pump It Or Dump It, and this song was the most streamed song in the US on Spotify this year. Oh So we all dumped this song, if you remember, back in January or February. That is As It Was by Harry Styles. And so, guys, after hearing it all year long, being the most popular song of the year on Spotify, has it grown on you? Are you guys ready to pump it?
1: No. <laughs> We're going back to, to a revisiting. Is this a yes. revisit pump?
0: Uh, that's right.
1: To end the year. You want us to change our mind, shot.
0: <laughs> but didn't you dump it too? Yeah, I did. <laughs>
1: so this is this is one of those let's paint the scenario here, so this is like we walk into the bar at nine o'clock you see somebody you're like, "Ah oh, no 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 really it's now two in the morning you're going back thinking, "Wow, well, maybe
2: <laughs>
1: is that, no, is that what we're trying to do here
2: it, it's still a no for me oh man i'm if that happens i'm still walking out of the bar solo wow let's talk, see, I got let's the beer talk.
0: goggles on. Yeah, I see. I I would kind of pump this song now because it's growing on. Oh, Rashad! Right.
1: Now he's got it on. He's, fall- oh. he's
0: falling for
1: it. He's falling <laughs> for the hips. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man. Oh. The moves I saw on the dance floor.
1: Uh-huh. Matt... This, uh, I'm going to enjoy the cab ride home alone after this one. <laughs> There's room is, in the car with me, buddy. Yeah, I'm leaving. This is, a, this is a two at ten and a two at two. <laughs>
0: well it's so funny though because i told you guys when we reviewed this the first time that a guy that i know who does an evening show um, on a bunch of stations in the u.s he predicted this would be the number one song of the year and it is on spotify this year he called it early and i was like not a chance and he was right so that's impressive. i've been doing some
1: cleaning of my house and i've been listening to to all the hits or something like that on spotify or amazon or one of the amazon music or some way like that god music sucks it <laughs> really sucks <laughs> i, I listened to about mean? an hour and a half of, a, of of just the the all today's hits station or something like that the best one that came on there is that that anti-hero one from taylor swift that's not even that great a song
2: we reviewed not that even, too Not even last week's song Wait for You by Future And Thames oh, and yeah, Drake Thames.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. Thames doing Big fan of the show, that guy <laughs> You didn't like that one? Did that one come up? It, it never came up It didn't come up So I switched it off And I uh, just listened to the greatest hits of Phil Collins And let oh. me tell you <laughs> so, Sometimes separate lives just hits you oh. <laughs> Right? It really does Against all odds.
2: Oh, stop. Yeah.
1: Stop. <laughs> we gotta go.
0: <laughs> well, before uh, Matt before, starts to cry. <laughs> yeah. Before John starts singing Su Su Studio. <laughs> <laughs> that does do it for this week's debate. <laughs> oh, saying twice.
1: It's just another day. For you and me in paradise. (laughs) Oh, See, I'd rather watch
2: that at two in the morning.
1: (laughs) Give me the mic. Let's go. (laughs) Oh, what a great show. Good to see you boys again.
0: It's nice to get the
1: band back together.
0: That's right. There were probably rumors that we'd broken up or something.
1: I, I saw a couple of those things, wondering where we were going to pop up or who was going to sign somewhere else. And I, I heard, uh, Rashad, you had a deal with uh, Rappaport there. Manny was going the barstool route.
2: I, I was waiting for the 13-year, $350 million deal.
1: That never showed up. <laughs> well, great news. We're not going anywhere. Yay. This podcast not... Social media is not either. You can follow us all week long on social media, podcast, FFC, on Twitter and Instagram, and for future considerations on Facebook as well.
2: It's been a great year. We want to thank our sponsors too, London Awnings Quality That Shows and Shane Depolovic of Next Level Athletics in Windsor, specializing in sport training and nutrition.
0: And don't forget if you have any questions for an upcoming debate and if you want to make me have an aneurysm you can come and you can also email and tell me that you think Die Hard is a Christmas movie as well and you'll be wrong for future considerations at gmail.com
1: Somehow we're going to get Bruce into this. Bruce, is this has he ever answered if he thinks it's a Christmas movie? Yes, he says Bruce it's Willis. not a Christmas movie. He oh, what the hell does not. he know? So yeah, exactly. Episode, in our next episode, we're going to look back at some of the biggest stories and moments of 2022 thanks so much for listening hey it's the holidays merry christmas happy holidays happy new year to everyone that's listening thanks so much for making for future considerations part of your 2022 And we really hope that you'll join us in 2023
2: that was a disgraceful performance in my opinion in my opinion that sucked their mentality's awful their attitude's awful it's been their mo for the last three years. Tonight I saw and heard one of the
0: most disgusting, rudest, sick demonstrations in my entire career. Probably the worst. It's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. You're
1: still here? It's over. Go home.